0: future talk
1: future talk with Omnia Saleh and Hani Balkis
0: welcome back to future talk right here on Pulse 95 it is me Hani Balqis with Omnia Saleh bringing you everything you need to know that was happening in the tech world in the UAE and around the world ladies and gentlemen we have very big news coming out of Elon Musk <laughs> and out of Tesla because Elon Musk is saying that autopilot was not used in a Tesla car involved in a fatal accident. We do know the big ethics behind Tesla and autonomous vehicles, and Tesla just looks to be under fire.
2: Yes, indeed, especially because this is not the first time Tesla has crashed, and this time it was a very fatal accident that Took the life of two individuals but coming up on future talk as well we're going to be telling you all about facebook's attempts at competing with clubhouse they are recently planning to launch a new social audio product what are they and how can they how can they come in handy we're going to be giving you all those details in just a few moments
0: even though i don't think anyone can perfect what clubhouse perfected <laughs> we'll see what uh facebook does have in store but Ladies and gentlemen, we do know right here in the UAE and in the Gulf region, it does get a little bit of hotness and it's a lot humid, right? Yeah. But what if we could use that? for our own good.
2: Yes, indeed. We can see air. We don't see air. We can feel the air. We can breathe in the air. But what if we can drink air pretty soon? Because today, we're going to be talking about a brand new technology that was born right here in the UAE that allows us to drink the humidity in the air. It can easily be turned into drinkable water. And to tell us all about it, today, we're going to be joined by the Director Global Operations at Eshawater that is behind this technology, Mr. Ed Atkin, who's going to be telling us all about how it works and how easy Will it be implemented right here in the UAE?
0: Yes, indeed. I'm really excited to get to know about how that works. and I'm excited to tell you guys how it works. Ladies and gentlemen, you're never going to be lonely, so don't be scared because <laughs> Future Talk is always with you.
2: Pulse 95.
0: Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our
2: world. Self-driving cars have always been a dream come true for many people. We've talked about them for many years and now that they're slowly becoming a reality, a lot of people are excited to buy one, to own one and to even drive one. But with autopilot comes a lot of questions. You know, if the car gets into a car crash, who gets the blame? And also, who does the car choose to live? Does it choose the passengers or does it choose the pedestrians on the road? And this is exactly what Tesla has been going through the past few days because we recently heard of a fatal car accident that a Tesla car got through. Two people were dead because of this car crash. And Elon Musk came out saying that autopilot was not used in the Tesla car, so Tesla can't be blamed For this fatal car crash.
0: Yes, indeed. Now, we do know there's a lot of ethics when it does come to autopilot and autonomous driving, especially with Tesla, since Tesla is the main dog in this Mm pin. But, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Musk actually did say the owner of that car had not purchased the full self driving package that offers used enhanced autopilot capabilities now for those who don't know you have one it's just the normal cruise control which will keep you in lane Mm. it will always keep you in lane but you have another one which is the full self-driving autopilot where you let it go you put in the map one two three i want to go to paita corniche and it will take you there without touching the steering wheel and it does change lanes does everything on its own but the user who got this accident did not have the full self-driving package which means that although autopilot was not actually in play.
2: Yes, indeed. And what's interesting about using autopilot or self-driving cars is that they're so advanced that they keep a log of everything the user does just like you would on a typical computer. So the data logs that were recovered did show that autopilot was not enabled. And this car did not, as you've mentioned, Hany purchase the full self-driving package. So added to all of this, the standard autopilot would actually require lane lines to turn on, which this street did not have whatsoever. So the Tesla the Tesla Model S uh, crashed into a tree in Houston and it burst into flame, killing the two passengers. But the self-driving capabilities are not the ones to blame in this car crash
0: yes indeed now officials do say the car appeared to have been driving itself at the time of the crash according to media reports mm. but the u.s road safety agency and the national highway traffic administration did say and they did investigate that civilian transportation caches are also probing the case now let John, there's a lot of uh ethics when it does come to it yeah i've been over this before the person who owns the vehicle not the person who owns the company the person who owns the vehicle <laughs> is in charge of honey Goes and buys a Tesla. Yeah. And Hany gets into an accident. Hanny is in charge. Doesn't matter if I was on autopilot or not. I was driving it. Because, again, this just opens a big, huge window for a lot of people to do a lot of bad things and say, oops, it was mm. autopilot. It wasn't me. I just ran over 18 people. It was autopilot. It wasn't me.
2: And you're definitely right about this because in this case, the person owning the car, he had an option to go ahead and buy the full self-driving yes. package that Tesla offers. And the difference between both is... Just like you mentioned, the autopilot driver assist feature, it's a standard in all Tesla cars. It will assist you if you need it to. But the full self-driving is what you go ahead and pay an extra, I think, $10,000, almost $10,000 for. Um, So what elon musk came out saying is that when we look at statistics statistics actually show that when tesla is driving an autopilot with the full self-driving capabilities it is almost 10 times less likely for a vehicle to be involved in an average car crash than a non-self-driving car would be so in the bigger picture having a self-driving car is safer because it can reduce human error, which machines do make mistakes, but it's a lot less than what humans would do.
0: Yes, indeed. And I mean, that autopilot feature is quite pricey. It does go yeah. for $10,000 or in the UAE, you do have that option for 30,000 dirhams. Mm-hmm. Now, after that accident, Elon Musk's network actually shaved around $5.5 5 billion. Now, $5.5 5 billion is not a little amount of money and it did drop 3.4% on the shares to seven hundred and fourteen million per share so those investors got a little bit of ouchiness (laughs) now ladies and gentlemen it's up to you to let us know your guys thoughts 4215 do us lots or on our instagram at pulse 95 radio should tesla be held accountable or should the driver the person who purchases the car be held accountable we're going to be taking a short break but when we come back we're going to be telling you what's in facebook's latest social audio products and if you don't trust a tesla i guess you could take yourself home (laughs) You're listening to Pulse
2: 95. Pulse 95.
0: Riddle me this. Riddle me that. Riddle me this. Riddle me that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the time where we give you a riddle. And if you can solve that riddle by 930 tonight, you're going to get a prize worth 500 dineros, 500 drums. It's a lot of money. And uh, we're going to give you the question in a bit. Now, yesterday... I got the question right I once was, again.
2: I was just going to say, we had everyone at the Pulse 95 studios. A big ass was complimenting you for <laughs> really? for being so smart about it. Um, I'm not sure if people got your hint, but yesterday Hani actually gave a very intelligent hint. He kept saying, 9.30 p.m. at night, at night, at night. I'm like, why? We get it. We get it. P.M. It's at night. Mm-hmm. But that's because the answer was actually the, the night. night. <laughs> yes. So if you got that right, you got a chance to win the 500 Didhums. But if you didn't, no worries. Because every single day, we have a brand new riddle where you can get a chance to win 500 Didhums if you just text the right answer to 4215-DUR-IT-SALAT. And the riddle is...
0: Yeah, now the riddle is... uh, I don't know why our riddler likes horses so much. (laughs) You know, but uh, you ride on a horse. The riddle starts like this. You ride on a horse, followed by a car on your right, flies an airplane. Where are you?
2: I've thought about this all mm. morning and nothing. Like, nothing. I thought it could be a field mm. or I don't know. I have no idea. But we'll repeat it once again. You ride on a horse, followed by a car. On your right flies an airplane. Where are you? Yeah. I Do you mean, have any uh, hints today?
0: <laughs> uh, not yet. Okay. I'm getting my th- thought process going on. From the first time I read it yesterday, mm. Uh, the other riddle. It took me a while to get it, but so I'll get it. I'll get it soon enough. But
2: if there are any hints, you'll get them by the end of future talk. Yeah, you'll get
0: them by the end of future talk. But uh, let's go and go and talk about something happening on the Facebook, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. And uh, we don't. We do know that Facebook always likes to uh, not copy but compete mm-hmm. with other social networks. And Clubhouse being the one that's been hurting a lot of social networks. And uh, Twitter went and made their own type of uh, clubhouse. Twitter Spaces. Twitter Spaces, and now it is Facebook's turn.
2: Yes indeed, because Facebook is announcing its own version of the popular clubhouse app that basically does allow a lot of people to listen and interact with speakers. It gained a lot of traction right here in the UAE. But the platform that they're launching is called the Live Audio Rooms. It's gonna be available for all users on the Facebook application by the month of June. But it's also gonna be available for public figures to go ahead and host conversations. So it is basically a copycat of Clubhouse. They're making live audio both accessible and discoverable. So as a public figure, if you choose to host a certain conversation, your ideas will be heard by the audience and they also be able to find you through the application, Facebook, on your smartphone.
0: Yes, I mean, uh, the company is currently testing that live audio rooms on its groups platform, which is used by 1.8 billion people every month. Mm-hmm. Now, we do know that Facebook is finally entering the podcast industry and within the next few months, users will be able to listen to the podcast directly on the Facebook app. Now, more than 170 million people are already connected to various podcast pages on Facebook. More than 35 million people are members of groups related to podcasts. Now, do you guys know that a lot of people listen to podcasts throughout their day, especially people who commute long, Mm. long uh, uh, drives every day? Yeah. I didn't know that.
2: A lot of people. And what's interesting about it is a lot of people actually use Facebook to market these podcasts. They feel like it's the platform where they can just post their link and, and people can easily access it. But, the annoying thing is people always have to leave the Facebook app to be able to listen to those podcasts. But soon enough, Mark Zuckerberg wants everyone to be glued on Facebook and not leave it at all. They're also going to be introducing a brand new tool called SoundBites that will allow users to record brief voice messages and post them on their newsfeed, Just like you would with texts, pictures and videos. So not only can you send voice notes over Facebook Messenger, but now you can even post them on your newsfeed. And over the next few months, a lot of instagram instagram facebook creators will be able to make the most out of it let us know which feature are you most excited for that facebook is launching is it the sound bites voice note feature is it the podcast ability that now you don't need to leave the facebook app or is it the clubhouse mock-up
0: yes indeed ladies and gentlemen we're going to be taking a short break but when we come back we're talking all about drinking air
2: False 95
0: this is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Amial Saleh
1: and Hany Balkus.
2: We breathe in air and we feel it every single day, but not every day. Can you say I go ahead and drink air? And right here in the UAE, we have lots of humidity. Summer is just around the corner and we're going to be feeling it even more. So what if we can take this humidity and turn it into drinking water? Because one company right here in the UAE has made this become a reality. Joining us today is director global operations at Water, Mr. Ed Etkin, who's going to be telling us all about how this technology actually works. Welcome to the show.
1: Omnia honey, thank you so much. It's an absolute privilege
0: to be here. We we love your show.
2: <laughs> we're thank excited you. To have you. We're really
0: excited. I mean uh, we were telling you about the Arabic saying, <laughs> right? Kulawa.
2: Yes. And if any any Arab mother is tuning in right now, she'll probably know what means. means. Yeah. But it basically means to if if your kid is just being a little bit annoying, you just want them to stay quiet for a little yes. bit. But your company is changing the concept of eating air or drinking air to be a lot more beneficial. So can you talk to us a little bit about how does this work? How can we go ahead and drink air?
1: OK, well, I'm going to start off with a, a statistic, Okay. Okay. Um, which is pretty mind blowing. So um, it, it may surprise you to realize that hmm. there are 37 million billion gallons of water in the atmosphere. Mm. just as humidity.
2: Wow. Um,
1: and so this is like an un- untapped resource, right? Mm. Uh, and, um, and, and we have a technology that allows us to uh, condense this mm. uh, and then um, treat it in a way that creates incredibly pure, high-quality drinking water. Um, and so you know you're, we're, we're we're in the business of really providing um, a, a new way to um, uh, for people to have water security mm-hmm. um, and to not use uh, single-use plastic bottles, which you know we all know are two huge issues mm-hmm. of the time right now.
2: 100%. And it's it's crazy. To think, of, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy to think that. We can make the most out of this humidity because it's, it's, it's there, it's We've not being used. It very used. much is. Everyone <laughs>
0: who lives in this part of the world knows that. Is humidity more likely on the high at night? You're absolutely right. Honey. I wanted to ask that question because sometimes, you know, you go out at night and you see yeah. your car, your car it's like <laughs> as if it's raining. Yeah. But it's nothing.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, so let me just explain a little bit about the, the concept of relative humidity. Yes. Mm. So um, what's not terribly well understood, when people talk about, people know what temperature is. Mm. We all know about mm. that. And, and we talk about humidity. Oh, yeah, it's, it's 40% humidity. Mm. It's 60% humidity. <laughs> Heaven forbid, it's 100% humidity. <laughs> um, and, you know... Um, We talk about relative humidity, and Mm. and the the humidity is relative to the temperature. Mm. So, 50% relative humidity at 30 degrees uh, is is um, is less water or is less humid Mm. than 50% relative humidity at 50 degrees.
2: Mm. So, as the temperature increases, exactly the humidity. And this is the key point.
1: This is exactly the key point because if you can then um, force that air to change temperature and therefore get it to the point where it can no longer hold that humidity to which it is relative, Um, then you have a really exciting moment where that water falls out of the air.
2: You know, this reminds me of the good old science class back in, back in first grade That's and so second grade, where we get the water to, you know, evaporate or boil, and then we put the lid on top to turn it into water.
1: Very clever. So
2: if we can, get, get a, you get <laughs> an A
1: in your, uh, right. in your physics. Is it physics or chemistry? <laughs> uh, Somewhere in <laughs> <laughs> chemistry. Chemistry. I lost my engineers. Um, They'll correct me. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. But um, so, and in fact, we we also see this process happening every day. Like, mm. so when you have um, a glass of ice water yes. uh, on the table in the restaurant, right, and it get, it gets covered in, in water, and that water runs off and makes a mess of the tablecloth. Yeah. right. We've all seen that, <laughs> we've all been there, you know, like you can't, wiping you have to the table. Can't be so
0: descriptive during Ramadan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, and so, um, what we get is, you know, um, so so the process is is a is a sort of is twofold. Mm. One is the clever part is is the sensors in the in the technology being able to understand the temperature and the humidity in the air, yeah, uh, and then and and, and re- um, understanding how much they need to drop the temperature mm. of that air so it reaches what we call its dew point, mm-hmm. mm. and then um, being able to push that air at the exact right temperature across what we call condensation coils, mm. um, which is a bit like the glass of ice water mm. on the table of the restaurant, mm. um, and uh, and and also having a really clever coating on those condensation coils so that water just runs. Straight straight off and exposes the coil again so it's not sort of covered in water Mm -hmm. but that water runs off and, and allows more air to come in contact with it and more water to be generated. Uh, And so you can create this incredibly efficient um,
2: Technology Process
0: of of generating water That that is very interesting (laughs) And uh, I do have a lot of questions for you today Same here But if anyone does have a question Text in at 4215 Do it slot or on Instagram At Pulse95 Radio We're going to be taking a short break But when we come back We're talking all about air Pulse95 Check this out Check this
2: out right here on future talk we always talk about crazy inventions you know you name it we've talked about it but the invention that we're talking about today i think has got to be one of my favorites because it's something that i would have i would have never thought could be possible you know we breathe in air but i didn't think we could drink air
0: it is part of our daily life every day literally most (laughs) of the year and uh, we see it happen a lot especially like for example uh, you're boiling some some water to make some tea. You see it happen, but it never really came to you until the right mind thought of it.
2: Yes, indeed. And today we're talking out to one of those bright minds that was actually behind this technology. Ed Etkin is joining us today. He is the director global operations at Ishara Water, which again is a very innovative name. Mm. Um, thanks a lot for joining us, Ed. It's been a great conversation with you.
1: So much. It's a pleasure to be
0: here. <laughs> it's a pleasure to have you. I'd now, let's go and talk about the purity of the water and how is it maintained. Okay. Well, um, we spoke a little
1: bit about how the water is generated, yes. and um, what's really cool about this water is that um, once it is made, this is this water is the purest mm. water that you could ever imagine. You know, this has never touched old pipes, networks. It has never been in contact with chemicals in the mm. ground. Um, and so, um, you know, what you have is such pure water that, you know, if you were ever badly behaved at school and you drank, like, the <laughs> laboratory water, yeah. you know, that sort of sterile water, yes. and you realize that actually, like, it doesn't taste of anything, mm. um, that's kind of what it is. And so we actually have to, um, actually have to add, like, minerals and salts back into the mm. water in order to give it, like, the, the taste and flavor that people are like, oh, okay, that, that, that tastes like bottled water, that's yeah. really nice. Um, and that's a really exciting uh, part of you know what we do and and a clever part of what we do whilst also keeping the water like really fresh and and healthy Mm -hmm. Um, and as part of that is to um, treat it so we treat it with ultraviolet light Mm -hmm. which is um, a very clever um, and uh, very healthy and natural way of of keeping water fresh yeah Um, and then we also have a a, a very sophisticated um, filtration system Mm -hmm. Mm Um, and, um, so, and, and then it is chilled, and so when it comes out, it's, you know, effectively, once, once we've run it over what we call our minerali- mineralization chamber, mm-hmm. um, that is really, you know, that is mimicking mm-hmm. as if that water was in a natural aquifer and coming out of a mountain spring. And I was
2: just going to say it's coming from a spring. Exactly. No. So, if, yeah. if we're walking through this process all together, mm. you first get the humidity in the air and you produce it, and Correct. then you run it through the machine to condense it and then it turns into water. And then you also treat that water to make it taste like the water we all drink
0: that's now, exactly right so now i have a question yeah that might sound dumb okay but there's no th- no such thing as a stupid question honey everyone yeah. knows that but
2: i feel like we're in science class since
0: <laughs> we're taking humidity will that reduce humidity in the environment mm. oh that's a very good question um and we're actually uh
1: involved with some very clever scientists yes. doing um like airflow um, computer-assisted um, ass- uh, um, sort of analysis of this, mm. but everything that we've seen is, the short answer is no. Oh. Um, you know, we, we, we talked about the 37 million, billion <laughs> gallons of water in the air at the beginning, and that's just such a phenomenal amount yeah. that um, it's not gonna make any difference. In fact, interestingly, um, uh, so we have some of our products are designed for indoor use, mm. right? Uh, and actually, um, when you're uh, in an air-conditioned environment, your air conditioning works better when you have a lower humidity mm. um, so actually our products not only produce water inside but they make your aircon better as well nice. wow. like a double whammy
2: so this is all great you know it's a great technology we're getting water but the question is how is this technology being operated is it consuming a lot of electricity? How much electricity is it consuming?
1: That's a really good question. Um, obviously, it takes some energy to to, to run these uh, run these products, mm-hmm. but you know, so our for example, our, uh, our machine that makes um, thirty liters a day, or even our machine that makes about hundred liters a day, um, is it, not using any more energy than uh, an air conditioning unit. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, the cost of running these things is very very low. Uh, and actually means that you are getting water that is about six times cheaper than bottled water.
0: And also, you did kind of talk about reducing the use of plastic bottles. How, honey? I, I, I'm, honey. I'm, I'm pleased that you asked because
1: this is really the thing that yeah. that motivates us. Yeah. Um, we see ourselves as a, a sustainable technology company, mm. and um you know, uh, our technology allows us to produce water at the point of consumption, very, very healthy, Mm of the same sort of quality that, you know, we all want to drink. Um, But what it means is that you're not transport, you're not not having to produce a plastic bottle, which of course involves oil, and in fact, it takes three times as much water to make the plastic bottle Mm As that plastic bottle will hold. Wow. Which you know is a shocking fact. <laughs> you're right? wasting
2: yeah. three times more water.
1: Yeah, and and then you know and then you've got to fill that bottle that normally comes from uh, from desal yeah. um, in this part of the world and you know and that has you know we know that has implications on our marine ecosystems. Um, and then you're in the uh, the business of transporting that water. Mm. I mean, you know, it really saddens me when I see um, on supermarket shelves or in restaurants water that's been transported from. You know, halfway around the world, yeah. um, and it's kind of criminal because you don't need to, um, and there's huge carbon footprints involved in the mm. transport of water, um, and so you know the fact that we are able to produce water at the point of consumption. Um, without the need for single-use plastics, um, is you know is, is our motivation. And I'm just going to give you a, a really nice fact. That I love the facts, really. I'm them so all. pleased. I'm so pleased. You know, we take Me great too. pride in these. <laughs> um, and, and I'll make sure you you write this down. You better be taking notes. All right, <laughs> all right doctor. Um, so, uh, with the the projection of um, uh, of the the units that we're selling and that we're p- putting into the community in the UAE, yeah. um, and the amount of water that they are generating. Um, Our forecasts show that that those products and those machines will be um, saving the use of 166 million single use plastic bottles by the end of 2022. Wow. Do you know um, how
2: many turtles in the sea have you saved from?
1: <laughs> I don't have a fact for that, Anya, but, <laughs> I, if, if, but I can so get many. back to you on that. There's so many. <laughs> but, you know, but that's so important to us. And, you know, it's, it's difficult to visualize what 166 million plastic bottles looks like. Um, but, you know, I think the numbers speak for themselves.
2: Uh, absolutely. And I mean, when you think about it, we talk about recycling, we mm. talk about disposing these plastic bottles in the right way but what if we can reduce them to begin with
1: yes absolutely and
2: this is exactly what we're also going to be coming back to talk about how you can find these or this form of technology where you're able to drink water from air Mm. at your own home and it's going to be a lot more sustainable in terms of costs if you have any questions for Ed Edkin make sure you share them with us at 4215 do it to Salat or send into to DMs at Pulse 95 Radio
1: Pulse 95 this is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Amyal Saleh and Hany Balkis.
2: Whenever we think about the one thing that we can't live without, the first thing that comes to mind is air and the next thing is water. And Mm -hmm. today we're talking about both of those things because there's a form of technology that can turn the humidity in the air into drinking water. And it's available right here in the UAE. You guys have been very excited about it. We've already been getting questions about how they can find it and where they can find it. And to answer all those questions, Ed Edkin, Director Global Operations at Ishara Water, is going to be giving us all of them.
0: Now, before we jump into the questions, that obviously, it's, ha- it's been a very, very good time with you on the show. And obviously, we have been getting te- text messages in, and uh, they do want to know the website where someone could contact you guys.
1: Okay, Hani. Honey, uh, honey, so, um, the website for Eshara Water is EsharaWater.com. Um, oh, believe mm-hmm. so, it or not. Believe it or <laughs> not. So, E-S-H-A-R-A, Water.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and there you can find all our contact details, uh, and you can see our products. Um, and you can see, you know, how some of the technology works mm. as well.
2: Mm, perfect. So let's talk a little bit about how that technology works if someone wants to get it in their own home. So it's a great concept, but how easy it is to install in an office or a house?
1: That's a really good question, Omnia. I mean, yeah. So um, this is exactly this. This comes down to the um, the sort of the, the, the crux of um, of of what we have tried to create and trying to create this into a sort of consumer technology mm-hmm. um, and uh, we started off with very big machines that make a thousand liters of water a day um, which you can stack together to produce as many thousands of liters you want but mm-hmm. we thought how do we bring this to to people who you know how do we bring it into your office into your home into the hotels where you know people are using single-use plastic bottles or or your five gallon water dispensers and how you know how can we make it accessible and so our engineers got to work and you know they did a lot of clever stuff Um, and out the back of that came you know um, our our smaller range um, of products which you know are really designed for indoor use um, we've got a five liter um, product which is going to be released later this year um, and um, we've got a 30 liter um, machine uh, which as I was saying earlier is designed for indoor use so it's mm-hmm. really designed to replace your, your five gallon water dispenser it's the same sort of size and shape but it looks much cooler and much more futuristic as you would expect um, yeah. so um, you know those are those are our you know our sort of consumer products that are designed for a consumer audience a mm-hmm. consumer mm-hmm. market and then um, as I said we've got our slightly larger products, which are for outdoor use. We've got something that makes 100 liters of water every day and and a thousand liters of water every day. Um, And we're even working on a a concept of um, essentially a water farm, like a solar powered water farm, (laughs) which is going to produce hundreds of thousands, even millions of liters every day. Um, You
2: also mentioned that they have one of those uh, coolers actually right here in the heart of Sharjah. Can you talk to us about it?
1: That is correct. So um, we have one of our thousand liter a day um, units uh, at the University of Sharjah, mm-hmm. um, which is a huge privilege for us, because you know we see this as part of. Um, not only sort of our corporate social responsibility, um, but uh, as a way just to educate people yes. about the technology that's out there, and you know, uh, and to have that in uh, such a beautiful university up here in Sharjah is is a pleasure, and uh, and we hope that you know um, the students of, of AUS can um, can go and have a look at that and <laughs> uh, and taste the water and, and you know be inspired.
2: Mm. I'm already inspired. <laughs>
0: I mean, I like I do want to try that water though. I do want to try that water, but you did talk about solar energy, and you talked about uh, how you can you can use the machine using solar energy let's talk about how much energy and electricity these machines do consume
1: sure so um, as i mentioned earlier um, it, it sort of um, it depends on the size of the machine yeah. mm-hmm. um, and um, how much you pay for that um, for, for your power mm. um, whether you're on commercial rates or residential rates but yeah. you know really your you know these units are um are, are very cheap to run yeah um they're producing on average um a liter of water for about 25 fills Um, So, you know, that's 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 pretty cheap. That's
2: very cheap when you you compare it to one plastic bottle. is like one (laughs) point five bit
1: Exactly. So, so, um, you know, the the amount of energy that it's using is uh, is is pretty low.
0: Then you heard, I like it. I, I mean, I like it, it a lot. <laughs> and obviously sustainable, uh, you're using, you're recycling in the water. or I think, I think you call it recycling. Is it
2: recycling the water?
1: Is, that's a good question. Are you recycling or are you just like Cause repu- re- repurposing? We repurposing.
0: Because <laughs> we do know the water comes back up a constant. A lot of things that I didn't it's, pay it's attention just back in
1: school. It's the beautiful circle. It's a, it's a, the hydraulic cycle. I think yes, you're, yes, that's what we That is, that is, that we, is that's the word. I just came to me. About. I'm not sure that I've said those words for like 20 years, but there you go. It came. Science, it rolled off the tongue.
2: Your science teacher would be so proud of your invention today. Ed Atkin, thank you so much for joining us today. We wish you the very best with Ishida Water and we hope to find it in every place right here in charge and all around the UAE.
1: Omnia, Hani, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure.
0: It was a pleasure. We really had so much fun, but uh, unfortunately, the fun is going to come to an end because yes. we do have the halftime show, the only place at three in t-minus six minutes
2: yes indeed but before we leave you to find out the latest on what is happening in the world of sports we want to give you a quick riddle so yes. just a reminder you get a chance to win 500 didhums if you send in the right answer to 4215 do it is before 9 30 p.m and the riddle is you ride on a horse followed by a car on your right flies an airplane where are you
0: well I'm going to say it one more time. You ride on a horse followed by a car. On your right flies an airplane. Where are you? Text in your answers at 4215 Dura Slot or on Instagram at Pulse95 Radio before 9.30 p.m. Evening Karak with Mikhail Atiyah and Aisha Al-Mazmi. We'll be announcing the winner and you got a chance to win 500 dirhams. Yes,
2: indeed. You can catch us again tomorrow. Same time, same place from 2 to 3 p.m. Only here on Pulse95.
0: 95. <laughs>